All right. We've had issues with like audio during the, the front segment, so hopefully everybody hears what oh. I'm saying. But I, yeah. once the music stops, we're good to go. So it's a, as long like as the people the can hear the music, as long as yeah. they can hear the music, I think th that's all they need. I mean, if all the things that we've done since we started Cineboys, like which is four years ago now, which is wild. Uh, it is wild. I feel like the theme song is the best thing we've ever done. <laughs> we made it that theme song <laughs> yeah we didn't do like royalty free stuff we made the song ourselves so i'm really proud of it man yeah no you should be it's great it's yeah. really great stuff and it, and it get it sets the vibe for talking movies honestly yeah absolutely um well hello and welcome to three big things so this is a cineboys but not the cineboys podcast we are part of the cork bats podcast network I'm uh, Kenny from Cork Bats, head boys of the uh, Cineboys podcast. And Three Big Things is a podcast where I sit down with a guest or guests, uh, in this case, just one guest, for an in-depth discussion on specific movies and TV shows. So why is it called Three Big Things? Simple. We're here to give you three big things, sometimes more, that we think make this movie or TV show special or not so mm -hmm. special. Um, so warning... This is not a spoiler-free podcast, but again, like we said last week, this movie is coming up on being 30 years old. So if you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> like it's kind of on you. Um, I, it, I, at this point, it should be like federal law that every person, every American citizen should be forced to see this movie. I Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I actually, you know, so I was telling you last night when we were texting, I never actually sat down and watched this from beginning to end. Last night was the first time I've ever done that. I've only ever caught snippets of it on TV. Um, but I agree with you. This is just great yeah. American cinema. Well, and you you feel like a better man for it, right? Like yeah. your your life is so enriched. Uh, you 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 look great. You're glowing better than you've ever have before. Uh, Thank you. And you're definitely. I mean, you are by far the most uh, the best looking cine boy. So that is just going to tell you that you're only even that much more handsome. All right. Well, I appreciate that. It is debatable, um, <laughs> but I do appreciate that. Um, but yeah. So yeah, not a spoiler free podcast. And this week. Um, we are continuing on with our Jean-Claude Van Damuary series, and we're discussing 1995's Sudden Death. And I mm. will be joined by the godfather of cork bats himself, Mr. Austin Huff. Austin, how are you? I'm great, Kenny. Uh, and as we discussed, uh, to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit, I am currently going through some frozen pipes issues in my home. Uh, but I am so honored to be talking with you about the legend Jean-Claude Van Damme, who actually got a chance to play between the frozen pipes in this movie. Uh, that is true. Sudden death. Yeah. Just, that is very people true. forget. People forget he netted one of the biggest saves of game seven of the Stanley Cup final that year. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that is uh, in Stanley Cup history is one of the best saves of all time. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so yeah, like I said, we're going to be talking about sudden death. Uh, if you're not familiar with sudden death, um, whenever we, you know, I know you've been doing J JC Van January, um, mm -hmm. you know, for several years now, and I'm I've been wanting to do go through these movies and you know every January, and this is the first year we've actually gotten around to doing it, and this is one that you've always said is like one of your favorites, so we've been wanting to save it for you, um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, essentially, oh. 
Camera switch. Yeah, went with the camera change there. Yeah. All right. We're good. Camera change. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like a line change in hockey. Uh, only I went with the camera change. Uh, I was uh, I was coming down with 104 fever, much like Tolliver did in the movie. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I feel like this is just better because I, I I was like glitching earlier. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but you look I good. Yeah, I mean, stop, everything stop everything seems to be working just fine. So, the only reason I look good is because I rewatched uh, Sudden Death last night. So, you as well are glowing. You can tell. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, if you're not familiar with Sudden Death, it is from 1995. It stars, of course, Jean Claude Van Damme. It's directed by Peter Hyams. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to go ahead here and get the trailer going. So, you know, for people who have not seen it, just to kind of give them a taste. Yeah. Um, get this trailer on the screen we'll, real quick and we'll just play it. As we get ready for the seventh and final game of the Stanley Cup Finals, you can feel the electricity in the air, and there's no question, it just sends a chill up your spine, Paul. That's a fact, Mike. And to make things even more exciting, the Vice President of the United States is here this evening. Don't leave your seats. Too good. 911 emergency services. I'm calling you from the Civic Arena. The vice president is being held hostage in the owner's box. And they've got my daughter too. What is your objective? One billion seven hundred million dollars. We're still evaluating the situation. They want money, a lot of it. Give it to them. Do not try any kind of rescue. Do you understand me? If you're not gonna pay, say so. I'll get my daughter. When the game ends, everyone in this box and in this arena will die by explosion, fire, and panic. Tonight, 17,000 hockey fans have been taken hostage. Enough bombs have been planted in this building to stop all the clocks in the hemisphere. But only one of them knows it. I'm gonna try to stop you. I know where the bombs are, so I know where you're going. Then come and get me. We are gonna do this by the numbers. What number was that? Now he has more to lose than anyone. I said no vehicles on the grounds, no helicopters in the air. What part of that did you not understand? Jean-Claude Van Damme. Powers boost. Sudden death. Hell yeah. Man terror goes into overtime hell yeah <laughs> um so yeah if you you know just a kind of quick plot summary of sudden death if you haven't picked it up uh but basically according to imdb a former fireman takes on a group of terrorists holding the vice president and others hostage during the seventh game of the nhl stanley cup finals um yeah i mean real quick before we get into our three big things the fireman choice I, you know, not necessarily somebody that like, you would consider to go in and, you know, have gunfights and pick fights with people. Um, mm -hmm. Heroes, nonetheless, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting choice, making him a fireman. One of the first, uh, really one of the only movies I can think of that starts out with, within the first five minutes of the movie, a death, and not only a death, but the death of a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> like... 
Wow. Okay. We're firing on all cylinders uh, out of the gate here with this one. And I mean, like not since like Drew Barrymore getting murdered in Scream that was I like that shocked by a death that quickly into a movie. And yeah, it, it's just like, oh, okay. So we're setting the stage that uh, anything is uh, anything is fair game in this movie. Yeah. And I'll say it doesn't start very fun. It starts very depressing, <laughs> but I promise it gets fun. And like, then it just hits you with that movie. two two years later after the therapy and after, you know, he left the, uh, I guess, because he's not technically like a fireman after the two, those two years pass. I guess he becomes like more of like a fire marshal. He's a fire marshal uh, for the building that the, the penguins play in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which rest in peace to the old igloo. That, that was one of the great arenas uh, of yeah, all time. Cool and arena. They and yeah, just completely demolished it for what is now PPG Paints Arena, which is not near as cool. It's so basic. So yeah, does it open up uh, to the sky? Yeah, no, I don't think it does. Not many arenas. Not, like, yeah, what, most that had most to have been the first retractable roof arena ever, right? Like for at least for like a hockey or like a basketball arena, you never see that. Yeah, like for football, I mean, you can kind of see it from you know, you know, just bigger you know, stadium, yeah. maybe with a covered roof that retracts, but you never see it on like smaller arenas like that. We Okay. Let this be the case for us to bring back retractable roofs on hockey and NBA arenas. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine like a Lakers game outdoors. Like that'd just be awesome. That'd be sweet. Yeah. They got I mean, the weather if, for it. Yeah. If you run for president and that's your platform, hundred percent, you're getting my vote. I'm I'm adding that to the platform. I've actually I've actually got a list of uh I, things that I'm putting on my presidential platform. I'm running in 2024. I don't know if you know because I'm finally old enough to do so. Oh, so congrats. I'm adding that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna add that to. Uh, All right, cool. You have my vote. There yeah. you go. Um, you. so yeah, I mean, we'll just kind of go ahead then and get into our three big things. Um, and, and you know the the first big thing on sudden death. Now I know that this is a you know. Jean-Claude Van Damme, we're here to highlight uh, mm -hmm. the man's career um, and really just put him on a pedestal. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the things we kind of arrived on uh, before we started recording is that this really isn't a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah, it feels a little disgraceful to uh, do a movie in Jean-Claude Van Damme that is not a movie about and all around Jean-Claude Van Damme, but... You can't watch this movie and say that he is the star of this no. film. No, someone so, someone stole that title and dare I say, took that title hostage. Yes. <laughs> Touche. Um, yeah, this is very much a Powers Booth movie, which without question. Powers Booth. Um, but truly, like watching the movie last night, like that is what made this movie so fun for me. It's such a like great performance and he's such mm -hmm. a he's such a bastard um but he's also really kind of charming um yeah as oh. the bad guy the dude just just munching on shrimp while holding yeah. our country's second in command hostage yeah. all with the heart rate of a librarian like yeah. the guy just so cool. absolutely nailed the role mm -hmm. and uh and and his name in his character's name in the movie joshua ross which is funny that I bring that up because his name is not once mentioned in the entire movie. Yeah, but if you go to the, <laughs> but in the credits, he is listed as Joshua, uh, Josh, uh, Joshua Foss, I believe. Yeah, Joshua okay. Foss. Um, so uh, shout out to Joshua Foss. Just the a diabolical 
terrorist, um, a, a guy who was, I guess, served in the military, went rogue and just wanted a lot of money. And look, who's yeah. to say he's he's just chasing the American dream is all he's really? doing. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, there's a little bit of criminality to it, but like when it's all said and done, you know, that that's really what's going on here. Um, and then also just, uh, you know, when you think of like a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, like, and don't get me wrong, I, I, you know, we, we did our Bloodsport podcast last week. I had never mm-hmm. seen Bloodsport before. I don't think I would recommend Bloodsport to anybody. Now, I understand people <laughs> love Bloodsport. And like, oh, yeah. Like yeah. Nostalgia wise, people look at it through rose colored glasses. But like, if you're watching it for the first time, you know, 35 years later, it's kind of not great. So yeah. this movie, though, like, watching it i would recommend this movie to almost anybody it's very enjoyable um yeah. but when you think of like a jean-claude van damme movie you think of martial arts fighting and just like yeah you know, action where there's definitely some of that in this movie but he's definitely not highlighted as like a martial arts hero in this movie no if anything like the, he doesn't fight his first henchman in the movie until 37 minutes in right that and which is not that's not uh, that, that's pretty unique for a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Like that is yeah. what he is. He is known for. And like this, like bad guy is not like powers. Booth is not necessarily like an action star. It feels like in most Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, like you're going up against like a, like a Jason Statham type actor where that, you know, can do stunts and can do his own stuff. But this is more of like a, Hey, I'm going to outsmart you while you do all of your action stunts and everything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's, it I wouldn't say slower. Slower is not the right term. It's not a slow movie by any means. No. Um, it's pretty fast paced. It's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, it's not, you know, typical. It's not what I expected as far as like, you know, what I'm going to see Jean-Claude Van Damme do. And to your point, you know, talking about especially like the first probably like 30 minutes of the movie. Yes, it mm-hmm. starts off with Jean-Claude Van Damme, but really it's setting up, you know, the the terrorists in power. Yeah. Food. Yeah, um, it's 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 setting up all of the important storylines. Like obviously, like he's got these two kids, and his daughter kind of is is more fond of him than his son is. And uh, oh yeah, he just happened to drop a line while touring the locker room before Game Seven of the Stanley Cup, mind you. That oh, he used to play a little minor league hockey, which sets up a massive scene later on. Yeah. Like it's just it, and it and it's just that character development, which to sudden death's credit you don't often get in a lot of action movies. It's just like, Oh, Hey, boom, here's a movie. And here's a explosion, explosion, explosion. Like this one actually mm-hmm. took the time to develop a little bit. And even the the opening scene with the daughter dying in the fire or not the daughter, but the little girl dying in yeah. the fire that right there, like sets you, Oh, okay. This is why, you know, this is going to trigger some emotions later on. There's a reason they showed us that. And Sure enough, yeah. like I to me, there this is the perfect movie, but there's one there's one stipulation I'll hold, which I'll, I'll hold till the end. But okay. the, perfect movie, in my opinion. Yeah, there's I have one, too, but I will say this, you know, the setup for this movie is done very well. And then the other thing is when you go to like Rotten Tomatoes and you see the Rotten Tomatoes score, I think it's like 50 percent and the audience score is like 29 percent. And like, I don't often disagree with the Rotten Tomatoes score, but this movie is is done well enough where it, it deserves to be at least in the seventies. Like, uh, yeah. It's, it, it didn't do well at the box office, which yeah. is wild. Like it's 
uh, Bruce Willis was one of the guys considered for the role, which Makes is sense. ironic because this yeah. was kind of mimicked as a uh, die hard on ice. Yeah. Uh, but he, he turned it down because he had to turn it down because he was doing die hard with a vengeance at the time. Mm. And, uh, this movie as a total run failed to make as much as die hard with a vengeance made on its opening weekend. <laughs> oh, yikes. Not great. I, I, and I don't get it. I don't understand why that even the trailer that we just watched mm -hmm. opening up with Gary glitter rock and yeah. roll part two. It's a good, you trailer. know, you're like, Oh, this is, Oh, I'm feeling this. And Oh, it's a sports movie. And it turns into action. Like how this movie did not do better. I don't understand. I think it was ahead of its time. Cause if that yeah. movie comes out today, that, and honestly, I th I do think they should make a remake. I think they did this make a movie's remake. making bank. Did they not make a remake? Well, well, they did. They it was like yeah, kind of like a. It was like remembering sudden death or returning to sudden death or something. Hang it on. was uh, it was made in. Was it in twenty twenty? I think it yeah, was like. It looks, okay, I see. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't count. It yeah, was no. because this this movie basketball arena. No. Okay. This movie was supposed to be a it was originally written as like a comedy action movie mm -hmm. that was like supposed to be extremely lighthearted. And uh, but it was the script, I guess, was taken and turned into like an actual action movie. Yeah, um, it doesn't have the. So, I mean, there is kind of a element of it being a, a, a diehard clone, um, but the comedy. Yeah, it's not very comedic the only thing that's like funny is how like it's and he's not even really that funny but powers of his character is a little bit more like you know sarcastic he's um, got those he oh he kills with the one-liners yeah you know like after it was yeah after he, he he kills the mayor and hits with the line well mayor's not running for re-election like, <laughs> yeah. that's smooth you know that's so, like and there's a lot of times it's like in, in action movies those are oftentimes the cheesiest lines but powers delivered them with like such confidence and smooth confidence that it was i don't know it, i to me it worked and yeah. it is ironic that he goes he kills the mayor and if you want to go full circle he then uh later on in his career plays the mayor of nashville in the tv show nashville and then if you want to go full full circle takes the vice president hostage goes on to play the vice president in the tv show 24 yeah self-fulfilling prophecy probably right Full yeah circle powers booth yeah um and uh, you know just the last point on this one um the name powers booth might be top five all-time most kick-ass names yeah sure. i mean think about this look at this like like on the marquee for this movie you're putting sudden death jean-claude van damme and then right next to it powers booth yeah. like that those are just two of the greatest names of all time and like if you're putting out a mount rushmore of just names mm -hmm. those are two of the faces on there and, it, and you might even just put both those faces up there twice yeah <laughs> just right next to each other those are great their names are it's just a lot of strong consonants with both of those names <laughs> it is. Hard. It is. yeah it is um so yeah i mean that that's kind of our first big thing like if you're expecting a full-on action martial arts jean-claude van damme movie i'll let you know he's in the movie he does a good job but this yeah. is a powers movie and it's it's worth a watch um yeah, he's gonna take your heart hostage for sure um and then yeah kind of moving on to our next big thing which is really more of a question that i think we need to debate um and it's it's one that we we asked ourselves before we got started but austin is sudden death a sports movie? 
I'm so glad you asked this question, Kenny. It is an important question to ask for honestly every movie you go to. Is it a sports movie? Yes. To me, I'm going to argue yes. Okay. Because not only is the entire movie centered around Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final, but he also sees uh, more time in goal in this movie uh, playing as that that is stealing Tolliver's pads while Tolliver's out, which don't I, I have a I have a bone to pick with that uh, here in a sec. But um, that he gets in in goal, and he spends more time in goal than Julia the Cat Gaffney does in that uh, one game in Mighty Ducks uh, because she commits a penalty and gets uh, ten minute misconduct, which is also how then Jean Claude Van Damme gets uh, kicked out of the game. So. Um, I think, yes, without question, 100%, this is a sports movie. Do you agree? I do agree. And I think my reasoning for it is because of how well they interlace the game throughout the movie. So, like, obviously, the 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 terrorist plot is, like, if they don't get money by the end of, like, certain, like, each period, somebody mm-hmm. in, in the presidential or vice presidential booth is going to die. And so yeah. they interlace the the kind of the tension um, and the stakes with the actual game that's going on. Uh, and then on top of that, they're keeping track of the game throughout the whole movie. Like there's yeah. like whole scenes where they cut into the game um, just to kind of, you know, show what's going on with the game. Um, you know, who's winning, what, how much time is left. Like, so, and then, yeah, there is the whole scene with Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know, playing goalie for a little bit as well. Um, so yeah, to me, it's very much a sports movie. There are parts of the movie where I'm more invested in the game than I am de- right. detonating those bombs. Honestly, I, I was like, I like I'm and the, during the most, well, not the most climactic, but one of the most climactic scenes in the movie was at the end of the third period, time winding down, and Jean Claude's mm-hmm. like, "I don't have all the bombs. What are we gonna do?" Uh, the entire that entire scene you're hearing the play-by-play announcers calling the game like during right. fight scenes during shootouts in the in the weight rooms that to me was like oh yeah they this is they want you to know what's going on with this game while it's happening yeah i would i do have one slight bone to pick with that though not necessarily okay. with that aspect of it but just with the movie choice in general here at the end of the game the third period yes they tie the game at the last second and so then the terrorists are like I guess we just got to give them more time then because the game's not over. Like <laughs> I, I know they they really played by the rules, didn't they? Right. It seemed a little bit too on the nose as far as playing by the rules. Like, oh, well, if the game goes into overtime, then I guess we're <laughs> going to give everybody more time to maybe get out of the situation. Well, and I, I didn't understand their plan to begin with with like, OK, we've we've placed bombs all around this arena and we're going to just detonate them one by one. I'm thinking, well, first of all, once you detonate one bomb, isn't it like the kind of the cats out of the bag? It's like, yeah, you kind of have to then just detonate all of them. But then what is, what was powers booths plan there? Like, why is he in the arena, bro? That's right. (laughs) Like I'm thinking you're not in like some fail safe, like, like area. Like if that, if the stadium explodes, you will explode with it. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm going to get, I'm going to cut him some slack. Maybe the logic isn't all there, but I'm having a good time, you know? Yeah. So no, sure. But. I'm look, I'm not going to, I don't want to, I don't want to nitpick and, uh, okay. or, or any of that, but, um, but to, to go back to the question, is it a sports movie? Yes. I think a hundred percent just based solely 
on the number of fight weapons used to kill henchmen. Yeah. I have got a list of the fight weapons that were used to kill henchmen in this movie. Are you ready for this, Kenny? Yes. First off, an industrial dishwasher. We all know the same, the scene I'm referring to. And if you've ever worked in food service real quick, like, you know, those things like have burned the shit out of you at one point or another. There's so so many things in a kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things in in a kitchen that I'm terrified of. And that, yeah, that only played into it. Uh, a pork chop bone. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> that the most where he just of the movie, and yeah, and just like to have the wherewithal while he's getting strangled out to take that pork chop bone and hit it against a table to sharpen it somehow, like real quickly, yeah, and then it. jab it in the dude's neck. Yeah. Um, a squirt gun lighter combo, a weight machine, which I'm presuming uh, was a weight machine for your thighs, the way it closed in. I think so. Yes, um, I think it was like a thigh. I think. Situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Um, uh, you can tell I haven't been to the gym much this year. Um, <laughs> and and then the uh, the hockey skate sharpener. Yeah. That to me right there tells me without question if you if anyone gets killed with a hockey skate sharpener, it's a sports movie. Yeah, and not just a hockey skate, like the actual skate sharpener. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, because at first I thought it was the, the, the skate because he kicks the dude and he falls right. down and his face is all bloody. And then Jean-Claude Van Damme leaves. But then he that guy comes back to life. So it's like, OK, that didn't the skate didn't kill him, but the sharpener will. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's much of a debate there. Like if anybody disagrees with us, I guess you can like reach out and say, hey, sudden death is not a sports movie. And then, you know, we can go from there. But between uh, the two of us, I think we're on the same page. The um you you want to know something funny? Uh, Yamir Yager wasn't happy, uh, with the with the movie that the hockey player wearing his number sixty eight mm-hmm. was on the ice for three of the Chicago Blackhawks goals, making mm-hmm. him a minus three for that game. Uh-huh. I, so that that right there, if you got actual players getting pissed at how they they play in the movie, yeah, sports movie. And there's question. enough information to deduce that from this, like like you know, meaning that they're showing enough of the game for you to understand that he's down three. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a sports right. movie. Yeah, it's a sports sure. movie. They show more <laughs> hockey in that movie than uh, Miracle. I yeah. I don't fact me fact check me on that, but it it's true. I, I know you're right. I know you're right. Um, all right. Well, cool. So yeah, definitely a sports movie. No debate here. So that kind of brings us to our last big thing. And I think honestly, this is what makes the movie. Like, I, I think this is probably the most memorable part of this movie. And I think it's something that we need to, and you can probably add it to your presidential platform if you want, but okay. I think we need to lobby for more mascot fights in movies. <laughs> oh, Kenny, I'm glad you brought this up. This is this is the scene that gets remembered. Okay. Yeah. If if in Sandlot it's the um it's the Wendy Peppercorn kissing scene or uh you know I'm trying to think like Jurassic Park it's the uh the uh, the first when they first lay eyes on the dinosaur like it's the scene or no, it's, excuse me, it's the T-Rex breaking out of the fence for the first time. Like there's there's just every movie has that scene where that is the movie right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for this one, it is the kitchen fight scene with Iceberg, a.k.a. Mr. Icy. Or yeah. Icy. Uh, it is. The, that to me is cinema to the highest form. I cannot get over the fact that 
they said, you know what we need in this movie? It's a movie taking place at Game 7 of the Stanley Cup. A fight with a hockey player? No. Nah. No. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a fight with like a security guard? No. No. Mm. I want to fight with the freaking mascot. And this was one of the scenes. Remember how I, earlier I told you that it was a, this movie was originally written to be a comedy. Mm -hmm. This, that scene was the only scene left in from the original script that was made this movie a comedy. Yeah. So the fact that they took a ridiculous concept from a comedy script and kept it in for the live action action movie is to me, that is, that is, chef's kiss it was awesome and why on earth did the mascot not take her head off during the entire fight because if i'm in a fight as a mascot i'm at least taking the head off at least maybe like some sort of like cushion like if you get punched in the face like maybe for protection <laughs> but i also think like I, I love that you brought that up about it being left in because i just like to see that meeting where somebody's reading that script and be like oh yeah we can't get rid of that that's gold um, yeah, yeah. and it works like thinking about my, you know, like I mentioned earlier, this was a movie that I'd never actually sat down and watched from beginning to end, but I've seen bits and pieces of it on TV throughout the years. And anytime somebody brings it up, that's the first thing I think about is a fight with the mascot in the kitchen. Um, yeah. it sticks in your head. It's, it's great. And, um, yeah, there, there's definitely, I feel like there's room in Hollywood for more scenes like this with real sports yeah. mascots. Now they they call them icy. I think you mentioned that it's iceberg in real life. I I don't know. The yeah, exact name, yeah. I, we couldn't we couldn't figure out why they kept referring to it as Mister Icy or Icy in the yeah. movie. And but the 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 Penguins mascot is named Iceberg. It's said clearly on the back of the jersey. And I I googled yeah. it too. It's like yeah. it is Iceberg, but. Yeah. Um, so that, that to me, that to me is the biggest question of that fight scene more so than why yeah. she didn't take her, her, her head off during the fight. Um, but you talked earlier about how like working in industrial kitchens like that, like, mm -hmm. or just kitchens at restaurants. I, you know, I'm, a, I'm an Olive Garden alum. I'm a, a Ruby Tuesday alum. I've, I've worked in many a kitchen in my day. Thank to me, I learned, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, to me, I learned more about the dangers of the kitchen from that scene than I did from all my years working in, in restaurants. So right. I think that should just be the new training video for anyone getting yeah. uh, hired at any Darden restaurant, any, like uh, any other, like a, a steakhouse, whatever, just yeah. watch that scene and be like, look guys, these dishwashers are dangerous yeah. pots and pans being left out. They could jump up and hit you. Uh, don't put peppercorn in your eyes or whatever, yeah. whatever that was. He tossed in her eyes through the mascot head. I, there's just a lot to learn. And this movie yeah. could, that scene could teach a lot. No, look, we're not saying this will happen, but this could happen. Like if you, and then you just pop, you pop <laughs> yeah, right, that in right. and you show them and be like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I guess you could get burned. Yeah. In the We've seen more ridiculous hard. training videos in our days. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and at least you're having fun with it too. I've seen some yeah, really exactly. boring ones. So it would be a lot more exciting. <laughs> But yeah, I do think that there is room in Hollywood for bringing in like actual mascots for more fights. Like I would love to see my beloved mm. KC Wolf in a fight in a movie. I'd pay I, I, if that's the movie. I, yeah, absolutely. I'm paying to see that. I, I'll take it a step further. I'd see Chiefs a Hollick in a fight in a in a, in a prison fight. Uh, he's a wolf, right? Like yeah, just I let mean, him make him wear the, the if he gets in any prison fights, they should make him wear his Chiefs uh, KC Wolf like, suit. Still is he still missing? 
I have no idea. I can't. Honestly. I've lost track of that story, but like I thought maybe he escaped it. I don't know. Anyways, I, yes. I've lost a few things around my house, so it's possible he could have yeah. stolen them. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, maybe even like a fight with like Gritty. Like I'd love to see Gritty in yeah. a fight in a movie. Oh, Gritty would be great. That's yeah. a good call. Um, yeah. hit Gritty. Um, I to me, I just like the idea of a Mich the Michigan State mascot because I just like how he's like he human. Tough. I'll tell you who I I don't want to see a fight between. Uh, the wildcat from Kansas state, that dude is that it dude is just a mascot head. Everything mm. else. There's no, no, no suit, no cost. Get out of here with that. Or no, Purdue ever. Pete. Mm -hmm. Purdue Pete is this, kind of the same way with just the plastic head and no body. Like yeah. it's just, it's just a human body with a head on. And those, those, those kind of mascots, you guys can get out, but yeah, this is just college just trying I'll, to save money. I don't like that. I'll I'll match your gritty with uh, Big Red from Western Kentucky. Yeah, give me a fight between those two. That'd be great. That'd be great. Um. So yeah, I mean, those are kind of our three big things. Uh, and so really, this this kind of last segment as we go out is I want to give you know an opportunity to Austin and also myself to kind of give you an idea of whether or not we would recommend this movie. So with mm -hmm. that being said, Austin, after revisiting Sudden Death and talking about it today. Would you recommend this movie? Yes, without question, I would. As I said earlier, I do believe this is the perfect movie. But okay, there is one thing that I am hung up on, and you're probably like, oh, is it the fact that they gave stadium tours before Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final, which you would never see happen? No. And you're like, oh, is it because uh, no one stops Iceberg while he's stealing Jean-Claude Van Damme's little girl while walking through the concourse to take a photo or anything like that? No. Uh, is it because the well, even though hockey players are the toughest men on earth, the toughest athletes on this planet, and in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final, two and a half periods in, the starting goalie, Tolliver, asked to be taken out because of a fever? No. Was it the power boost plan that we already talked about to blow up the arena despite him being in said arena? No. The only gripe I have with this movie is the fact that they kidnapped and held hostage the vice president. <laughs> Why is it the vice president? You could literally make this script 150 words shorter if you just took out the word vice. Just make him the president. Why yeah. would you write it otherwise? You already made it game seven of the Stanley Cup final. Like you made it the like the wildest game. You made game seven of the Stanley Cup final go into sudden death overtime. But instead, you said, no, but we're only going to let the vice president be. Honestly, if the vice president gets held hostage... I don't think it's as big of a story. Really not. Like, and that's upsetting to say and admit, but it, I think you're right. Like no, name a vice president ever. You can't <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's the thing. That's my point. Just make it the president. Like that. It wouldn't have been that hard and it wouldn't have been that different. Secret service would have been there. It, it would have, uh, you know, powers booth would have probably gotten his money a lot sooner. Yes. Had he just kidnapped the president. Yeah. So, it's just ridiculous to me. And that's been the one gripe I've always ever had with this movie was just make it the vice president. Yeah. Yeah. 
much if it were the vice president. I think what it would have made it great is if you keep him as the vice president. Why me? I don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have loved that. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm with you. It's it, it seems kind of silly. And if, you know, I'm Jean-Claude Van Damme and my daughter is also in the same room that the vice president has been kidnapped in and they're threatening to, hey, if you come after your daughter, we'll kill the vice president. I'm like, cool. Like, that's I fun. don't care. Yeah, right. I'm it's not like it. it's, if the vice president dies, like, OK, so it goes like the president is still in command of our <laughs> country. Like, still it's president. Like, yeah. It's not it does nothing to the government at all. In fact, I don't even think the government that's probably why if uh, you remember in the movie, the uh, they were very slow to like end things. And that's one of the reasons why Jean-Claude Van Damme was getting so angry with like how slow they were to enter the building mm -hmm. and to stop this. It's like, well, it's just the vice president, it's the vice president. What do you expect and, us to do? It's game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. We're not just going to shut it down. Right. To the scriptwriters, if, if you want to leave in the amazing quote that I thought was a great quote, why do you tell everyone you're the Secret Service? If you want to be a secret, don't tell everyone. Powers Booth delivers that line. It's hilarious. It's a great line. It's really something to think about. Yeah. You can leave that line in if you just make it the president. It does. Yes. You don't even have to take that line out of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, minus the 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 vice president angle, you would definitely recommend it. <laughs> oh, good. yeah. Aside yeah. from that, look, perfect movie. It's the perfect, perfect movie. movie. <laughs> so I'll say this, too, just to kind of round it out. Like, as far as my recommendation goes, I actually wrote down last night in my notes, perfect movie, no notes. I I, wow. I really, well, I, I do, I wrote that a little early because there was one that came up, and I'll explain that. But uh, I, I really thought this movie was, so great i don't understand why it has such low scores on rotten tomatoes it's so fun it's not like it doesn't at any point get like to me it doesn't get muddy like i feel like a lot of movies that start strong end up getting really muddy and like you know they just gotta wrap it up finish it there's a few things uh, maybe some you know loose ends that didn't get tied up but nothing like really to complain about my only complaint about this movie is at the very close to the very end when powers booth is getting away in the helicopter um i forget exactly how it happens the helicopter then goes up and then down like the like a, just like not a nosedive but it's going down backwards and it's yeah. perfectly straight just <laughs> falling out now look i'm i'm admittedly not a smart man like i i don't understand science that well i don't understand physics that well but i know that if you have a helicopter that goes straight up it's not just going to come straight down. It's going to go like this. And you can tell yeah. in that that scene, like how fake it looks just by yeah. how it's going down. Otherwise, that's my only note. Great movie. Well, Absolutely love it. And would recommend it. Look, I I can probably tell you why they did it that way. And I this only makes me even more angry at the 90s moviegoers for not going and seeing this movie and making it mm -hmm. do better than it did because one there was a plan for a sequel in 1997 but they scrapped it because it did not do well at the at the box office but the mm. that but also with that scene if this movie does well and I look I was not old enough to spend money in the 90s okay I was not I you know I was I did not make enough lemonade stand money to go and see this movie on my own even and and it was also rated R so I couldn't right, yeah, but too young. I, I if that if that movie does well Universal Studios 
you're getting a sudden death ride where you are on that helicopter and you oh, are fall, sure. you were you're shooting up and then you are falling right back down. Oh, man, and, be a great ride. And that that to me is probably why they said let's make the choice to make this just go straight down, defy the laws of physics, and just go <laughs> straight down. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, again, I mean, I feel like if them to think of, I I feel like the what's that there's a so there's a, a movie with wesley snipes it's like drop point or something like that the fan no. another sports <laughs> movie but there's like a movie that has a ride at paramount's king's island in ohio it's like drop zone i think it's what it's called if that has a ride <laughs> yeah, yeah. i think sudden death yeah. deserves a ride. sudden so death would have definitely had, at very least at cedar point they've got a ride yeah. for every movie that's ever come for out. sure <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, those are our three big things. Uh, so Austin, again, thank you so much for, for joining me. That was a great time. I'm, I'm glad that we finally got around to this and I finally got the chance to actually sit down and watch the movie. Um, no, Kenny, I'm so glad you did. Happy Jean-Claude Van Damuary to you yes. and your family. Yeah. So I do know for sure. I, I, I think when we originally said we were going to do four of these, I think it might only end up being three. Uh, I think we're going to be moving one maybe to next year, but um, we do have at least one more coming up. Uh, Time Cop will be our next episode. Um, I'll be doing that with uh, other Cineboys, Mob and Tom. Um, but yeah, so obviously Cineboys podcast, you can find us wherever podcasts are found. Also be sure to find us, uh, our videos on demand on the Cork Bats YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash Cork Bats. Also be sure to visit the Cork Bats website, corkbats.com. You can follow the Cineboys on Twitter and Instagram at the Cineboys. And then, of course, you can follow Cork Bats on Twitter and Instagram at Cork Bats. And also TikTok. Don't forget TikTok. Very Don't important. forget TikTok. Yeah. Should Next month, should we celebrate Feb Booth ever? airy oh man i you know honestly i don't think many <laughs> just, people would listen or watch the episode <laughs> but i would do it just, just all, because yeah just a month long of powers booth content it's only a 28 day month so we uh 29 i guess this year so yeah. look i oh, mean yeah. maybe we could get away with it <laughs> yeah it would be fun um but yeah again austin i appreciate you my man thanks for joining us no Thank you for having me, Kenny. Uh, you guys do tremendous work, and I appreciate you allowing me to be a part of it for the greatest, the perfect movie, the perfect movie. It truly is. The vice president. It uh, truly is the perfect movie other than the vice president. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, man. <laughs> well, I'll see you soon. Thanks, Kenny. graphic for outros and you just make one now for now it's just us talking as the music plays out there you go i just imagine like a house band playing this yeah like chuck e cheese yeah <laughs> <laughs>